0: Well, this morning, we're going to talk about believing in God, and uh, I hope this will encourage you. Uh, What you believe about God changes everything. It literally changes everything you do and say and think and ponder what you believe about God. Now, we live in the, the middle of the Bible Belt, Montgomery, Alabama. I've grown up here, served my whole pastorate here the last 29 years. And sometimes it's really hard to be here because so many people are religious. And I'm not asking you to sign up for religion. I want you to have a relationship with the risen Christ, and the church said. Amen. But we're very religious. I mean, people are like, ah, oh, you know, my, my daddy, he was a Bible toting something. My granddaddy, he was a preacher. My grandmama, she was a deaconess. She just yelled at me all the time, quit, boy, repent. And, you know, and everybody's like, man, we're, we're Christians. We're Christians. Really? I mean, that's like going to McDonald's and sitting in a drive-thru, and you call yourself a French fry because you went to McDonald's. <laughs> that's not a Christian just because you go to church. Man, you gotta, you got to know Jesus. you got to have a relationship with him. Somebody you go over to McDonald's and go, oh, now I know what he's talking about. Because, I mean, if you turn into a French fry, that would be a little weird. But this whole belief thing is it, so critical. But, you know, I'm going to set it this way. In the mid-60s when I was a little boy, I remember our neighbors, the Terrys, Their son, one of their sons went on to play with the Atlanta Braves. It was a great pitcher. But I remember they had the Texaco station over in Eastbrook. And uh, I remember growing up, and I'd go down there. But Mr. Terry, they were probably a little wealthier than the other people in our neighborhood in Dalreda. And I remember one Sunday evening, they invited our family down. And you got to remember, this is the mid-60s. And I remember going down to their house, and they'd gotten this, uh, this big honking console and you remember the old tvs that used to have all the big wood in it you know and you got three channels and we set it down there or they it was sitting there and they invited us to come over and watch tv you're saying dude when were you born 1860 or what no night 1960s that night we were sitting around this tv in wide world of disney remember when it used to come on sunday nights at six o'clock some of you don't because you were in church, but we weren't a church family. And I remember this little girl came up, and she went, ding, and color went across the screen. And I'd never seen a color TV. And I remember when we walked home, Daddy, 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 when are we going to get one of those? When are we going to get one of those? And I still remember when we got our first color TV. How many of you remember when you got your first color TV? The rest of you were like, man, y'all want to dinosaurs I worship with. Anyway, you ought to Google this about, you know, Disney when it first started. Every Sunday, do you, Tim, do you remember this when you were a little kid? Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. I know John Murray does. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but black and white images were okay. I mean, I didn't grow up with some people in the room where I'd sit around and listen to the radio. I mean, I, I'm just... I'm grateful I didn't, I mean, that was cool, because before that, they didn't have radio, they had candles, but but they but they had radio, and then we had black and white TV, and then color, because you see, when you begin to think, see things in color, it just opens up a whole new world. You remember what came on scene years ago? HD, H, is it HD, is it HD, high def, that's all, that's what we call our children's ministry, high def, because high def just opens things up. You know, every time you get something new, somebody gets something quicker and faster and you know, the iPad, the 3, came out this week. And Cheryl walked in the other day with a new telephone that she had. And I thought my pictures were good. They shoot about half the photos for the church. But, man, her camera's even better. Makes me want to go trade mine in. You know what I'm saying? You know, somebody said one time, if you go and buy a computer, as soon as you get it to the trunk, it's already outdated. Yeah? yeah? Okay, hello. But here it is. But it, it changes. So I, I want to give you the first point. John, you have to work with me because I, I don't have my clicker and I don't want to fool with it today. First point, John, I believe God, write it down, is awesome in power. How many of you believe that today? Our God is an awesome God, and he is awesome in power. I tell you what, if you go up to Brad today or call him this week and say, Brad, do you think God's timid and weak? <laughs> yeah, he'd say, man, he's got some power. He brought me back. God is awesome in power. Matter of fact, let me tell you what Isaiah 29, 13 through 14 says. These people come near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules that they have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. Now, as cool as it was for me as a little boy seeing Disney World and seeing Tinkerbell light things up, and that was a that, uh, whole new world. What about when God opens your eyes and you begin to see the world as He sees it, and it's wonder upon wonder? You know that's a word we could uh, cont- uh, just you know just meditate upon all morning. The word wonder. See, somewhere in our soul, we've lost the wonder of God. I'm afraid. In Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter six, just write it. Down. I'm going to give you different scriptures. They're not all in your notes. I left you a lot of room. In Isaiah six. Isaiah walks in and he sees the Lord high and lifted up in the temple and because of that encounter with God It opened up things whole totally different from Isaiah And that's my prayer for this series is that through the believe series God begins to open up your world and my world to him To new possibilities to new thoughts to new transformations to new wonders this vibrant picture in other words when i say i believe in god i want you to write down a great theological word omnipotent omnipotent and i want you to break down the word o-m-n-i omni omni means all in the the potent part of it it means power all power god is all powerful how many believe that today God can do anything that he wants to do. He's all powerful. He rules from the throne of heaven. And in this power today, the omnipotent God comes to rule, and he wants to rule in your life, and he wants to do something special. And I like what Psalm one hundred four twenty four says. God is an omnipotent God. He says, how many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Man, you just go out and Pick up a rock and look under and you see ants and remember roly-polies and all those kind of things. And you see lizards. And then yesterday I remember walking out. Right now creation is a little confused. Nature is. Have you realized we didn't have winter in Montgomery, Alabama. I don't know about you. I kept waiting for winter to come. It never came. It just jumped straight into spring. And the trees are bursting out. I went over to see my mom the other day. And, uh, man, she lives in Dalreda. And when you go to Dalreda, they have, you can grow azaleas in the middle of winter over there. It's just weird. And everything's blooming, the dogwoods and the Zayas, and everything's just gorgeous. And it's just screaming for the glory of God. But all that is by God's incredible design. So he's awesome in power. I want you to write down a couple of thoughts just by this point. It's not for you just to be able to take notes. I mean, it's for you to take notes, but I'm not going to have all these fill in the blanks. I just want to give you some great material here. God is bigger. God is bigger than you think. You know, in the scripture, matter of fact, I asked somebody to, uh, here's a little prop. Got a lot of props today. What am I holding in my hand? A marble. How many of you played marbles when you were little? How many of you played marbles when you were big? Yeah, you probably didn't. Okay. How many wanted to? Yeah. I mean, that'd break up a meeting. Like, hey, this meeting's a little slow. We're going to play marbles. But you know what? Our God is so great. I'm looking at this marble, and this marble is pretty small to guy at my statue. It's just, it's just small. And yet, This is really a poor illustration, but the reality is, it's like God's got the whole world in the what? The palm of his hands. I mean, this marble's not gonna take control over me. I've got total control over this marble. And our God has control over his whole universe. Matter of fact, I want you to see what the Word of God says. I want you to write down Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12. From the New Living Translation, it says, Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who holds the, the vast bodies of water in his hands? God. Have you ever flown across the world? And did you fly across the Pacific and the great bodies of water, and you fly, and you fly, and you fly. And the Bible says God has the oceans in his hands. That is a big God, isn't it? I get comfort in that because it tells me my big problem, my big, your big problem, is puny compared to a great god he's big and then this morning i'm just hoping that that's going here's the other thing he's stronger in isaiah 40 verse 12 the part b it says who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and the hills on a scale he picks up the whole earth as though it was a grain of sand now you go to the beach or you go out to the sand pile and you see just a little grain of sand that's what this thing is to god it's nothing he's infinite and we are finite. And sometimes when I try to contemplate the things of God, I just can't get my mind around it. It's by design. He's so incredible. i just just in a margin there. Go uh, YouTube or go buy some of the Louis Giglio stuff. He talks about how great is our God. He did a whole tour in the song. It's fascinating, indescribable, just great resources. Let me tell you another thing. God is greater than all the nations of the world. They're a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. Okay, here. Oh, somebody moved it. Okay, I got a... Madeline, come here, sweetie. Come here, Madeline. I'm not going to embarrass you too bad. Okay. Now, a lot of people say, Pastor's kind of early, isn't it? No, no, no I don't drink. And that's not wine. This, this is water, okay? Come right, come right here. I want you to hold this. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to take your left hand. That, no. <laughs> you know, sweetie, if I get to do your wedding, I'm going to help you. When I married people, I go, can I have your left hand? And I always I reach over here and get it because I get nervous. And you did the same thing. And this girl is amazing. She's a worship leader, plays guitar and sings and talks. But anyway, okay, left hand, all right. Now, what I want you to do, I, I, want, you to, I want you to just cup it, okay? I, I want you to just... You've done this? I, yeah. Just just a drop, okay? I want to see if you can hold it. Just a drop. Yeah, just, 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 just a drop. Okay, just... Yeah. yeah, oh, oh, oh man. She, oh, she got more than a drop. Okay, I, I want you to stand there and hold that, okay? okay. You're, you're doing really good. <laughs> you feel a little silly? It, it's it's going to get better. Okay, look at that. What, is, what, what did that scripture say? Listen to this. It says, all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. Madeline, or her little, it's not leaking, is it? You, you got more than a drop, sweetie. Anyway, she, when it says a drop in the bucket, she poured an ocean in her hand. But, uh, but, but look at that, man. She's just holding it, and she's got control. And that's the way our God is. We're, we're, it's just a mere drop in the bucket. Y'all ought to go home and practice this this afternoon. Just like, okay. Okay, you know what? I don't know what you're going to do with it. Go wipe it on one of the guys. But you can go sit down. Thank, hey, let's put our hands together and thank God for Madeline. Wasn't that great? God is awesome in power. Madeline, I love you. I owe you something special for that. More than water. God is awesome. And a lot of times we just get so sophisticated, like, well, I know he's great. I know he's big. I know he's strong. I know he's great. Let me tell you the next thing is, God's never tiring. God never wears out. I've learned this. My body fatigues. As I get older, how many of you would say Pastor Keith's high energy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But I fatigue. And, and so do you. But our God, he, he never wears out. He, uh, listen to what Isaiah 40, verse 28. It says, have you never heard, have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. I'm thankful for that. He never gets tired of my cry. He never gets tired of holding the world in his hands. He, Colossians says that Jesus Christ holds all things together. We're held together or we would explode into the universe. And yet in this power thing, I want you to see this video. I... Meet Roy Sullivan, park ranger. That means life devoted to nature. I bet he didn't see that one coming. That's two. Strike three. Easy there, Tiger. guess roy'd be forgiven for holding a grudge against mother nature but what's your excuse friend buy your milk and juice and tetra pack cartons the packaging with the low carbon footprint he's been struck by lightning seven then i heard eight times but they didn't get the last one validated that's a pretty tough life isn't it would you think he thinks god's all powerful <laughs> It's just kind of fun. It's like, man, I mean, has anybody here ever been struck by lightning? Yeah, you, you just act like it. Okay, right. But But I've met, I've met a few people who've been struck, you know, like standing at the kitchen sink. It's amazing the power of our God. But he's never tiring. Let me give you the next thing is he's strength supplying. Our God supplies incredible strength. And he wants to supply strength into your situation this morning. He's also an incredible Savior. So what is he? He's an omnipotent God. He's bigger than than the world he's bigger than any problem that you and i have so in that blank for you you just want to think whatever problem i have i need to present it to god he's bigger than he he can handle it he can handle my lack of uh, intelligence he can handle my lack of a job or loss of job or resources he can handle my disease my cancer whatever he's a great god he has the power to to stop to start to sustain He just has the power that he wants to bring to you and I this morning to infuse into our lives. And as we, it's like no matter how much we sin and we pile up our sins, we find ourselves like Isaiah, we find ourselves like Moses, we find ourselves like the disciples, we find ourselves like any number of people. And yet God can take our whole, all our sins and shame and guilt. And he has the power to help us overcome and to conquer that. Give you the second point. God is what? He's here now. He's a God that is here right now. In other words, the theological word would be God is omnipresent. He's an ever-present God. He rules his universe. And right now, yesterday, today, tomorrow, the future, forever, he's already there. But he's an ever-present God. In, In Jeremiah chapter 23, it says this. 23 through 24. I am a God who is everywhere and not in one place only. No one can hide where I cannot see them. Do you not know that I am everywhere in heaven and on earth? Does that bring anybody comfort? Now, sometimes it could scare you a little bit. If If you're walking around in sin, lurking in the darkness, you're hiding your sin, God sees. But in other times, you're like, oh, God already knows. He's already in that situation. He is. He's that kind of omnipresent God yet being an ever-present god there are some people that i'm gonna put on the screen and they had some uh uh the first one says "The matter of fact he had a uh, there was a crumpled note by elvis after he died and it was picked up and this is what it was scribbled i feel so alone sometimes help me lord this icon of the rock and roll genre. I remember going to see him in the last concert he ever had in the 70s, 77 here in Montgomery. That guy felt all alone. Let's look at the next one. He would be, what's his name? Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. I am lost in a sea of alone. You'd have thought, man, that kind of iconic star, stardom, that he wouldn't feel very alone. And then, don't don't, go there yet. But the next one is, it is strange to be known uh, so universally and yet to be so alone. And his name is, I really like the picture of him with his hair. Look, he just got electrocuted by, you know, lightning. But this guy, I mean, we all know what he's known for, relativity and all this great stuff. But yet he felt alone. And then the the next one is my favorite. Loneliness is the poverty of the Western world. Mother Teresa. Teresa. You see, we have this ever-present God, but yet so many people aren't connected to him, so they feel alone. We live in a day of social media, and you would think people have cell phones and smartphones and all these devices, and we have uh, Facebook and all this, and you'd think we'd be ever so connected, and yet they're teaching us that we've never been so alone. But I beg you this morning, connect with Abba. Get to know your God. You won't be alone. And Mother Teresa tried to speak to us out of her care for the folks there at Calcutta that loneliness is a poverty of our Western world. We have all the riches and the advances, and yet she would try to encourage us that there's more to this life for us. Help me, Lord, in the midst of this. Matter of fact, as I think this morning, Now you're probably wondering what's behind here. It is March Madness. I'm trying to give you a hint, so I have a a basketball. Very good. We got some bright people in the room. But I have a globe. Set you up. I'm sorry. And our God has the whole world. Right here in the palm of his hands, and we can't hide from him. We can't run from him. We can't outthink him. We can't outstrategize him. He's just a great God, and yet we're trying to do this. God, God, you know I'm I'm just over here at my address. I, certainly, you've got a universe to run, but He knows. He's already there. Our God, He's magnificent. He's great. He's ever present. And this morning, I just hope you think you'll, you'll, you'll hear that word sometimes in churches and reading theology, the omnipresence of God. It just means he's ever present here this morning. All of God is with me. You see, there's a word, as you study theology, it's called pantheism that God is in, in everything, you know, he's all these other gods. But here, God is just trying to show his power. And my prayer again for us this morning is that somehow we just come to believe more personally in this God. Now, so God is awesome and power. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Let me, let me tell you the other thing that he is here. So he's here. And now let me just give you a passage, Psalm 139. Write it down. You might even want to Google and read the, the translation of the message. It's so rich about how well God knows us that he knew us from my mother's womb how he knit us together so beautifully it says oh yes you shape me first inside and then out you form me in my mother's womb our god knows all things god even knows the dark places that you find yourself you remember that country song i got friends in low i got friends in low places well you know what god knows the the low places you go the depths of your soul the darkness that you go to god knows you in the new places Psalm 139. If I rise on the wings of the dawn of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. It doesn't matter where we go. God is already there. He's, he's here. He's now. And God also knows whatever place we find ourselves, He's there. He's active. He's powerful. Um, what I love is God is always right here. That we walk in His presence daily. Now, whether you sense the, a communion with him and a connection with him, he's there. But when you really get to know him and you really get to know his heart and you really get to follow him and you abide in him and him in you, then you just sense such a, a closeness and in that intimacy with Christ. But in uh, Psalm, right down this verse, Psalm 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. I don't know what this week is going to be hold for everybody in this room or for myself. But I know that God's already going to be there, and I know that God's grace will sustain you and I in any situation, and his presence will be right in the middle of that. And even in the midst of trouble and calamity and hard times, God is there, and the church said, and you're saying, well, you know, you told me to say amen. I hope you believe it with all your heart. So the next thing I want to show you is God is, I believe God is aware. And when I talk about God is aware, it's the omniscience of God. That God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. In 1 John 3, 20, the Bible says, God knows some things. No. It says God knows everything. Listen to Psalm 147, 5. Great is our Lord. His understanding has no limit. How many of you have already developed, or you know this, that your mind has limited capacities and you don't know everything? Okay, so we got some people here that think they know everything. That's amazing. How many of you have found out you don't know everything? That's right, you got a lot to learn. Like, Lynn, I'm not going to bring you up, Brittany. I'm not going to call you up here. Don't worry, I'm not going to put water in your hand. But she's a, a brilliant student. I, I, love, I love who you are, Brittany, your humility and your passion for our Lord. But he also has given you a very keen mind, and you work it very hard. And, and she's about to finish her Form D and everything. That's why she's moving in and, and Mark 2. And, uh, and we love her. But you know what? Even Brittany doesn't know everything about pharmacology. And she'd probably be the first to tell you, no, I, I know about that much. And she's like one of the best. And all I'm saying is we can take whatever mind in here and you say, but Keith, in this field of study, I know everything. You do not. You just think you do. Glenn, you sit on the city council. Do you, ever, do you ever sit with people that think they know everything? Don't, don't, don't call any names, but of course. But we have limited understanding, but our God does it. Look at Job 34, 21. His eyes are on the ways of men. He sees their every step. Our God sees everything we do. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. keeping watch, Proverbs fifteen three. God knows about creation. He knows about the future. God knows all about himself. God is in control. Let me tell you what else God sees real quick. Write it down. God sees my sins he sees yours in psalm 69 5 my sins O God are not hidden from you You know how foolish I've been God knows your and my foolishness God knows that we need to be honest with him. That's our healthy response. God since you know my sin And i've asked you to search and examine my heart I want to be honest with you. It's a great first step to maturity. The second thing is God knows my stresses I like what Matthew 6, 31 and 32 says, Jesus, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. How many of you are glad this morning that God knows what you need next week? I am. I don't have a clue what I'm going to need next week. I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to wear next week, do you? He said, well, yeah, I know what I'm going to wear. I got two pair of jeans. Okay, well, maybe you know what you're going to wear but for some of us we we don't have a clue you know i mean sometimes you have you ever walked into your closet before and just stood there yeah. hello i don't know what i'm gonna wear like I, I i admit man i'm a blessed westerner with all these goods and this winter i pouted about the God the other day didn't do any good as a matter of fact i think he turned on spring a little harder i said god you know come on i live in montgomery i, I like the warm climate but i'd like to have a little winter I'd like to wear a couple sweaters that somebody gave me. You know, that'd be nice. (laughs) And it got hot as got like 80 the next day. (laughs) Shows you what kind of influence I have with the Heavenly Father sometimes. And I'm just kind of looking at it, like, what, maybe next year. Maybe not. I don't know. You're saying, Do you really have those kind of conversations with him? I do. Uh, You know, I think he cares. At least I hope he does. So God knows my sins, he knows my stresses. You know what? When we have a stress, don't panic. Pray. God knows my service. The Father knows what you and I do in secret. Here's your response. Don't get discouraged. For some of us, we're like, nobody will know. Nobody will know if I did something, if I did something good. We have the most amazing testimony. We're going to get on video. I met with a woman in our church this week. She shared a life-changing, awesome story. And her concern wasn't, I'm not going to get a reward. Nobody knows. She just wanted her Heavenly Father to get praise. Isn't that the right attitude, church? But can y'all be honest? Do you ever want somebody to know you did something? I do. God, come on now. Don't, don't leave the boy out here by himself. How many of you? Sometimes you do something you want other people to know. Raise your hands. I like you. And I like you. like you. Don't like you. like you. <laughs> love you. Love you. Do you raise your hand? Well, y'all are snug little group, aren't you? God also knows our scars and our wounds and our hurts. I'm glad he knows about my wounds. He knows about my wounded heart. He knows about your wounded relationships. Matter of fact, there's, a, there's an image that's going to come up, I think. You know what that is? No, it's not a wine flask. Here's what it is. It catches tears. It's a tear catcher. In the scripture, it talks about that God hears our cries and he collects our tears. And in the Civil War, I was doing some study on this this week, and in the Civil War, the the wife of the one that went off to the war, this is one of the ways she paid honor to her husband when he came home. She was so thankful to God that he came home, and she would present the bottle to him with her tears that she cried every night before she retired to bed. So this tear-catcher thing's been all... Through the ages but it's a, it, the idea originated with god and god catches our tears i don't know about you but i've shed some pretty big tears in my life how about you and my god notices and he cares and when we go through hey brad i just got to tell you buddy since you're here there was there's some tearing going on the other day but we, we there was some wailing and crying and gnashing of teeth i don't know if we had any gnashing of teeth but we had some crying and we were crying and crying out to the lord and god heard and he collected that Someone knows, somebody cares. 1 Peter 5, 7, just write it down quickly. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Whatever your anxiety is this morning, and let me give you the fourth one real quick. I believe God is in control. This is called the sovereignty of God. God, and, and, and I'm not going to have time to do it, and pack it like I wanted to, but God is sovereign. And ultimately, I just want you to write by that. God wins. God wins every time. I heard this illustration. I thought it was pretty good. It was like... Uh, uh, you know, you got the sovereignty of God and then people ask questions. I'll unpack that another day But then one illustration is like uh, we get to play chess with God God allows you and I to come to the chess board and he allows us to make moves and he allows us to strategize But at the end of the day guess who wins? God He just allows us free will he allows us to choose him to reject him, but he's sovereign overall God wins. He's a faithful God uh, I read this thing by Greg Surratt, and he said, On December 30th, 2000, a deranged man broke into the cockpit of a British Airway Flight 2069 bound for Nairobi, Kenya. He said, He grabbed the controls from the pilot, he plunged the Boeing 747 jumbo jet into a steep dive. It went into a giant roller coaster effect. The, it headed nose down toward the ocean below, and then it got real quiet. Can you imagine? The plane was really out of control, recounting this passenger. And fortunately, the pilot regained control, and he flew on safely to Nairobi. Can you be on this plane? Do you know what it is to lose control? I do. Do you know what it feels like to lose control? But God's in control. And that should give you comfort when you lay your head on your pillow tonight whether you're going through a hard time in your marriage and your relationship with your kids your work your health god is sovereign he's overall he rules his power he's ultimately all in control and in in the plans i make i want to give you this to you proverbs 19 21 many are the plans in a man's heart but it's the lord's purpose that prevails you and i it's good to strategize and make plans but at, when it's all said and done it's the lord's plans that don't fail. The Lord's plans, uh, they, they're never thwarted. The Proverbs sixteen nine. in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps, and I say, amen. That's what I pray. God, establish my steps and my friends this morning. Lead us in the path of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I'm, I'm just trying to walk through this about God's sovereign over the problems you have. Did you know God's even sovereign over the people you know? And he's sovereign over that relationship. Maybe you've got a bad relationship at work, man. I, I feel for you. I understand that. I did 30 something years ago. And I prayed, and God drove me to my knees praying for this man. Matter of fact, it was one of the greatest exercises in my young Christian life was to pray for this man. But God had taught me the truth. I am sovereign. I am ruler. I am over all. So here's, I want you to walk out with this thought. Our God is big, and our God is in control. And I don't care what you go through, God is bigger than any problem you have. And the church said, so I believe in God. Man, I love that guy. I I wish, man, the, the, the guy that did the video for us, what a mind, what an ability to communicate. Man, just good. And then I hope that psalm that Jeff Bush wrote and sang with the team today, I hope it'll begin to get in your heart. We'll come back, and we'll do it another Sunday the bottom line is reaffirm that God is in control. I'm going to invite Jeff and his team up. And we've got about five minutes. We're going to close. But I'm going to ask them to just to dim the lights if they would. And we're going just have an opportunity just to get still. We're going to open the altar. Maybe somebody wants to come and pray for a few minutes. As the band's just kind of coming back forward, I, I want you to hear this verse. People will quote this verse to you all the time. I've quoted it. I quit quoting it because if you quote it, you got to read the other part. And the passage is in the book of Romans. Any idea what I'm going to talk to you about? Romans 8, 28. People always go, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to the purpose for them. And we know that God works together for good for all them. And we know that God, and you're, you're, man, you're, getting, you're getting blistered, man. You're getting hammered. And we know that God works to good. And you're like, hey, what's good about this, man? My dog died. My wife left. I lost my job. My transmission went out. Well, we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. Anybody ever quoted that verse to you and been insensitive? Hello? It happens. But see, what they failed to do is they failed to connect the rest of the story. See, when Jesus gave Scripture, when God gave Scripture, He didn't speak in verses. I want you to move down to verse 29. Because God is in charge. But in verse 29 it says this, For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son. You and I go through everything that we go through for a purpose. And God's purposes, God's plans will not be thwarted by man. God's will will prevail. Amen. Put your hands together. I believe God's purposes will prevail. Amen. So trust him. Let's be, we call ourselves believers. We call ourselves Christ followers. Let's follow the most high God. Bow your heads with me. Father, right now in the quietness of this moment, maybe there's a person at a juncture, At a crisis of belief, they've got questions about their faith Maybe they need to call upon the name of jesus to become their savior and their lord Maybe they need to come back. They've been drifting and today the father is wooing them. He is calling them to himself This morning They've realized the truth of the gospel that god already knows and that god heals and god restores and god forgives Blessed be the name of the lord. The lord gives the lord takes away but blessed be the name of god Father, this morning, draw us, draw me, draw my friends to the throne of grace. Draw the lost to Jesus. Convince those that need the Savior, that need the Lord. Lord, help us to rest in you. You're omnipotent, you're omnipresent, you're sovereign, you're ruler, you're immutable, you're holy, you're God. And we are not we bow before your throne this morning we worship the living god through jesus christ our lord we believe in jesus who gave his life that we might live follow jesus in the name of christ amen